The Rose Garden by M. R. James. Mr. and Mrs. Estrutrufa were at breakfast in the parlour of Westfield Hall in the county of Essex, arranging plans for the day. George, said Mrs. Estrutrufa, I think you'd better take the car to Maldon and see if you can get any of those knitted things I was speaking about which would go would do for my store at the bazaar. Ah, oh, well, if you wish, Barry. Of course I could do that. I had to half arrange to play round Geoffrey Williamson. This morning, bazaar, isn't it? Thursday? Or next week, isn't it? What was that to do with it, George? I should have thought you would have guessed if you can't get the things I want in Morden, I shall have to write to all matter shops in town. They have certain to send something quite unsuitable in price or quality. First time. You actually made an appointment, Miss Mr. Wilkinson. You better keep it. But I must say, I think you might have let me know. Oh, no, no. It wasn't really an appointment. I quite see what you mean. I'll go. What shall you do to do? What shall you do yourself? Why, when the work of the house is arranged? For I was just see by laying on my new rose gone. By the way, before you start from London, I wish you would take Collins to look at the place I fixed upon. You know, of course, it of course. Well, I'm not quite sure what, what that I do, Mary. Is at the upper end of all the village. Good gracious, no, my dear George. I thought I made that quite clear. No, the small clearing just off the shrubbery path. It goes towards the church. Oh, yes, where we were saying there must have been a summer house once, place with the old seat and the posts. But do you think there's enough sun there? My dear George, do allow me some common sense, and don't credit me with all your ideas about summer houses. Yes, there will be plenty of sun when we get rid of the, some of those little bu- those bush box bushes. I know that's going to say I have the little wish to as you sh- have as little wish as you to strip the place bare. All I want Colin to do is clear away the old seats and post some things before I come out in an hour's time. I hope you will manage to get off fairly soon. On luncheon, I think I should go on with a sketch of the church. If you please, you can go over the link to the links or. Oh, good idea. Very good. Yes, finish the sketch, Mary. I should be glad of a round. I was going to say you might call it a bishop. A bishop, but I suppose it. I used to make an initiation. Now I'll be getting ready, and half the morning will be gone. Mr. Ash, truthless face, had shown sits of the link for him. Showing himself again, he hurried from the room, and soon heard giving orders. The passage, Mrs. Ash Trufa, the stately dame of some fifty summers, proceeded after a second consideration the morning letters to her housekeeping. But in a few minutes, Mrs. Ash Trufa discovered Collins at the greenhouse. They were on their way on sight of the projected rose garden. Not known much about the conditions most suitable to these nurseries, but I'm inclined to believe that Mrs. Mrs. Ash Trufa through the habit of describing himself as a great gardener, had not been well advised in selection of a spot for the purpose. The small, dank clearing, by one side of the park, by the path, 
the others by thick box bushes, laurels and other evergreens. Ground was almost bare of grass and stark aspects. Mains of rustic seats and an old and corrugated oak posts somewhere near the middle. Clearing was given rise to literature of his conjecture. The summer house had once stood there. Clearly Collins had not been put in possession of his mistress' intentions with regard to this plot of the ground. We learnt them, Mr. Ashtrufer, his blaze no enthusiasm. Of course I could clear them seats away soon enough, he said. But there ain't no ornament to, no ornament to the place, Mr. Ashtrufer. The rotten too, look at you, sir. You took of a large piece. Rotten food, yes. Clearing them away, be sure we can do that. And a post said, Mr. Ashtrufer, that's got to go too. Collins advanced and took his post. Both hands and he scrubbed his skin. Chin. There's a firm in the ground, that post is, he said. They've been there a number of years, Mr. Ashtrufer. Why don't I show get that up quite as soon as what I can do with them seats? But your mistress specially wishes to be got out of the way. An hour's time, said Mr. Ashtrufer. Collins smiled and shook his head slowly. Excuse me, sir, you feel, feel it for yourself. No, sir, no one could do that. It's impossible to them. Can they, sir? Well, you get that post up after tea time, sir. There'll be a lot of digging. Well, you're quiet, you see, you, you see, sir. Excuse me naming of it, but you want the soil loosening? Round the post here and me, boy, we should take a long, long time doing that. But now these here are seats, said Collins, appearing to progress. His pushing his push scheme is due to his own resourcefulness. Why well, can get the bear round it have them clear away? Why well, less than our time from now. We permit of it only only what, Collins? Well now, it ain't for me to go against orders no more than what it is for yourself or any more anyone else. This was added somewhat hurriedly. Well, if you beg me pardon, sir, this ain't the place I should have picked out of my own roof garden myself. Well, look at them bots and the races. It's only regular paloo-caloo the like from. Oh, yes, we've got to get rid of them, sort of that. Sort of, got to get rid of that, some of them, of course. Oh, indeed, get rid of them. Yes, we sure, but beg your pardon, Mr. Ash, too far. I'm sorry, Cunnings. I must be getting on now. Hear the car at the door. Mistress whispering exactly what she wishes. I tell her, then you see the, the way, the clearing way, seats at once. Post this afternoon, good morning. Collins is less rubbing his chin. Mrs. Ashworth will receive the report, some discontent, but did not insist upon any change of plan. I've got that afternoon, dismissed her husband, his golf and dealt. Faithfully with Collins, the other duties of the day, having sent a camp stall and umbrella to the proper spot, I settled down to the sketch and the church of a scene for the shrubbery. I may come hurrying down the path, put Mrs. Wilkins had, had called. Miss Wilkins was one of the few remaining members of the family from whom the Ashtrutters, Truffers, had brought the Westfield estate from some years back. You had been staying in the neighbourhood. It's probably a farewell visit. Perhaps you could ask Mrs. Wilkins to join me here. 
Did Mr. Strutter, truther? As soon as Miss Wilkins, a person of mature years, approached. Yes, I'm leaving the ashes tomorrow. I shall be able to tell my brother how tremendous he were to prove the place. Of course, you can't help regretting all else just a little. As I do myself, for God is really delightful now. I'm glad you can say so. But you might, Mum, but you mustn't think we've finished our improvements. Let me show you where I mean to put a rose garden close by here. The head of the pudding was laid before Miss Wilkins. Some length of thoughts were ever least held where. Yes, delightful, she said rather absently. But do you know, Mrs. Artrufa, her fate is thinking all times and very glad to have seen this spot again like before you ordered it. Thinking I am quite romantic about this place. Yes, said Mrs. Artrufa, running. You tell me what it was. So it quaint and charming, I'm sure. Not so very charming. It's always seemed to be me curious. Neither us would ever have been alone. But one of us would ever be here alone, Richard. I'm not sure that I should care about how now it now in certain moods. It's one of those things when you can hardly put into words, uh, by me at least. It sounded rather foolish, they're not properly expressed. I continue after fashion it was that well it, it, it was good that gave us well almost a horror the place when we was alone as the towards the evening of one hot very hot autumn day frank had disappeared mysteriously the grounds of good looking for him to fetch him to tea and going in the path down his path i suddenly saw him now hiding in the bushes as i rather expected sitting bench in the old summer house there's a wooden summer house here you know, up in the corner of sleep, with such a dreadful look in his face. I really thought he must be ill, or even dead, as I rushed at him and shook him. I took him to wake him up, and wake him up he did. Wake up he did, with a scream, I assured you. Poor boy, he seemed almost beside himself with fright. He hurried away to the house, and was a terrible state all the night, hardly sleeping. So I managed to sit up with him, as far as I remember. Is a little better very soon. Hut for days. I always get him. I couldn't get him to say why in such a condition. It came out at last. He's really been asleep. It had been a very disjointed sort of dream. He never saw much what he was around him. He felt the scenes most vividly. First, he made out that he was standing in a round room. Another people in it. As someone opposite him was very powerful. He had been asked questions which he felt to be very important, and whatever he answered them, someone entered the room. In a room, a person opposite him, someone else in the room, seemed to be, as it is, he said, making something up against him. All the voices sounded at him, very distant, but he remembered bits of the things that were said. Where were you on the 19th of October? And this is your handwriting, and so on. The see. It now, of course, that he was dreaming some trial, but he was never allowed to see the papers. Very odd that a boy of eight should know a vivid, such a vivid idea of what went on in court. All the time he felt, he said, the most intense anxiety, impression, hopelessness. Now, I don't suppose he used such words at home. At home. Then after that, there was an arrival in which he, interval which he remembered, being dreadfully restless and middle. Then there came another sort of picture. Then he was aware that he came out the doors in a dark, raw morning, with a little snow about the street, at any rate, among houses. 
He felt there were numbers and pe- numbers of people there too. We've taken up some creaking wooden steps and stood on a sort of platform. But the only thing you could actually see was a small fire burning somewhere near him. Someone had been holding his arm, left hold of it, and went towards the fire. Then he said the fight. He was in the worst then at any other point of part of his train. If he had not waked him by up, he didn't know what would have come of him. Curious dream for a child to have, wasn't it? Well, as much as that, I must have been been later in the year that Frank and I were here. I was sitting in the arbour just about sunset. Notice the sun was going down. I told Frank to run in to see tea's ready. I finished the chapter in the book I was reading. Frank was away longer than expected. Night was going up so fast. I had to bend over my book to make it out. I might have again came conscious. Someone was whispering to me inside of the arbour. There words I could distinguish. I thought I could hear. I could. I thought I could. Something like, pull, pull, a pish, and be pulled. I started up something in fright. Her voice was a little more than a whisper. Sounded so hoarse and angry, and yet it came from a long, long way off. As he'd done in Frank's dream, that though I have started, I had enough courage to look around and try to make out where the sound came from. And it sounds very foolish, I know. It still is the fact. I made sure that strongest, it was strongest. I put me into an old post, which is part of the end of the seat. I was so certain this that I remember making some marks of the post, as deep as I could have the scissors, could with the scissors out of my work basket. I don't know why I wonder, by the way, whether that isn't the very post itself. Well, yes, it might be. There are marks and scratches in it. But one can't be sure. Anyhow, if it's just like the post you have there, my father got to know them both of us. My father got to know that both of us had a fight in the arbour. Went down there himself one evening after dinner. The arbour's pulled down a very short notice. I collected hearing my father taking, talking about to an old man who used to do odd jobs in the place. The old man saying, don't you fear that, sir. He's fast enough in there without no one take care of letting him in, out. When I asked who it was, I couldn't get no satisfactory answer. Because my father and mother might have told me more about it when they grew when I grew up. But as you know, they both died when we, we were still children, right? We were still quite children. I must say it was always seemed very odd to me. They often asked the other I often asked the other people in the village. They knew anything strange. If they knew nothing, knew nothing, they wouldn't tell me. Dear, dear, now I've been boring you by childish remembrances. Indeed, the arbor did absolve your faults quite remarkably for a time. You can fancy, can't you? Kind of stories that we made made up for ourselves. Well, dear Miss Antrufa, I must be leaving you now. We shall meet in town this winter, I hope. Can't we? Etc. Etc. Etc.
The seats and posts were cleared away and uprooted respectively by the evening that evening. Late summer weather is preferably, preferably treacherous. During dinner time, Miss Collins set up to ask for a little brandy because her husband had took a little lossy chill, afraid we would not be able to do much next day. Miss Owen, truth morning reflections were not wholly placid. Do you sure some roughs got into the plantation during the night? Another thing, George, the moment that Collins is about again, we must tell him to do something about that owls. I heard anything like them. And pussy one came and perched somewhere just outside our window. If it had come in, they should have been out of my wits. It must have been a very large bird with a mixed voice. Didn't hear it? No, of course not. It was sound asleep as usual. Shall I? Well, I must say, George, you don't look as if you might. Your night had done you much good. My dear, I feel this another the same would turn me silly. You have no idea of the dreams I had. I couldn't speak of them. I woke up. The room wasn't so bright and sunny. I wouldn't care to think of them even now. Well, now, really, George, is it very common of you? I must say, you must, you must have. No, you really had, had what I had. No, you only had what I had yesterday, unless a tea at the wretched club house. Clubhouse, did you? No, nothing but a cup of tea and some bread and water, butter. I am, I should really like to know how come to put my dream together. Suppose one does put one's dreams together from a lot of little things one has been seeing or reading. Look here, Mary, I was like, it was like this, if I shan't be boring you. I wish to hear what it was, George. I will tell you when I have been had enough. All right, I must tell you, it wasn't like any other nightmare in one way. Because I really, I don't really see anyone who spoke to me or touched me, yet I was most fearfully impressed with the reality of it all. First, I was sitting, now moving about in an old-fashioned sort of parallel room, panel room. I remember there was a fireplace, a lot of burnt papers in it. There was a great state of anxiety about if something. There's something, someone else, a servant, pose. Because remember, he was saying horses as quick as you can. And he went, went waited a bit. And next I heard several people coming upstairs. Noise that spurs on the boarded floor. Then the door opened. Whatever it was, I expected happened. Yes, but what was that? You see, I couldn't tell. It was, some, it was a shock, shock that upset you in the dream. You either wake up or else everything goes black. That's what happened to me. Then I was a big, dark, well room panelled. Think unlike the other. A number of people was and I was evidently standing in a trial, I suppose, George. Goodness, Miss Yes, Mary, I was. Did you dream that too? How are you odd? No. I don't get enough sleep for that. Come on, George. I tell you afterwards. Well yes, I was being tried. My life, I no doubt, in the state I was in. No one was speaking for me. And somewhere there was a most Fearful fellow on the bench. I must have said, I only I should have said, only that he seemed to be pitching into me, most unfairly and twisting everything I said, asking the most abominable questions. What about why dates? Well, I was at particular places, letters I was supposed to have written, and why I destroyed some papers. 
where Clecton's laughing answers are made, are made in a way that quite daunted me. It doesn't sound much, but I can tell you, Mary, you're really appalling at the time. I was quite certain there was such a man once, a most horrible villain. He must have been the things he said. Thank you, I, do, I have no wish to hit him. I can go to links and the, my a day. How did it end? Oh, against against me, he said. You saw to that. I do wish, Mary, I could give you a notion of strain that came after that. Seemed to me to last for days, waiting and waiting. Sometimes writing things I knew would be enormously important to me. I'm waiting for the answers and none coming. After that, I came out. Ah, uh, what makes you say that? Do you know what that what's what that what sort of things are? The dark, cold night day, the snow and streaks, the fire burning, seven way you by George it, it was. You know, they had the same nightmare, really not. By George, it was. You have had the same nightmare same nightmare, really not. Well, it's odd it's thing, yes. I don't doubt it was an art an execution for high treason. I know I was laid on straw, jolted above. Long, most virtually. Then I had to go on up some steps and someone was holding my arm. I remember seeing a bit of a ladder and hearing the sound of a lot of people. I didn't really, don't really don't think I could bear now. Go into a crowd of people, hear those noise. They made, they make talking. So they mostly. I didn't get to the real business. The dream passed off with a sort of thunder inside my head, but memory. I know what you're going to ask. I suppose it's an instance of kind thought reading, Miss Wilkins. Called yesterday and told me to dream a dream of a brother had a child as they lived here. Something did not no doubt make me think of what when of that when I was awake last night hearing listening to those horrible bells and those men talking and laughing shrubbery but away. Wish you could would see you had done any damage, speak to a police about it. I was so, I suppose, my brain must have got into yours while you were asleep. Curse, no doubt. I'm sorry to give you such a bad night. You had better be as much, you had better be as much in the fresh air as you can today. Oh, it's right, right now, but I think I'll go over the lodge and see and get a game of any of them. And you have enough to do this morning. And it's afternoon. I'm interrupted. It is my drawing. To be sure, I want to see that finish, that finish very much. No damage was discovered in the shrubbery. Mr. Ashtrufa surveyed with faint interest the site of the rose garden. The uprooted post lay still, still lay. Whole and occupied remained the field. Collins upon quarry made proved to be better. Hut quite unable to come to his work, pressed by the mouth of his wife. Hope he didn't had done nothing wrong, clearing away them things. Miss Collins added, there was a lot of people talking in Westfield. Our whole ones was the worst. Seemed to think everything of them having been much longer than other people had. But that what they said, no more could they be asserted, and that had quite upset Collins. As um, um, was a lot of nonsense. We recruited by lunch in the brief period of summer, Mrs. Ash, Mr. Ashtrufa, so did, Mrs. Ashtrufa, so herself company upon a city 
crouching chair in the path, leading through the shrubbery to the straight side gate of the churchyard. Here she could stu- here she had good studies on both. He worked hard, enjoying becoming a really pleasant thing to look upon. By the time that woodland hills, the west was shut off the sun. Still, she had to preserve the person would have persevered. The light changed rapidly. It became obvious that that last touches must be added upon the morrow. She rose and turned out towards the house, pausing in time to take the light in the limpid green western sky. Passed on between the dark box bushes, a point where just before the path debouched on the lawn, he stopped once again and considered the quiet evening. Landscape made a mental note. There must be a tower at one, a roof, roofing churches at one quarter of the skyline. Then a hope bird perhaps rustled in the bush, box bush, and left, and she turned and started. As seeing what she first, she took to be a fifth of November mask, peeping out among the branches. She looked closer. It's not a mask, it's a face. Large, smooth and pink. She remembers a minute drops. Only drops of perspiration, which was starting from its forehead. She remembers how the jaws are clean, shaven, the eyes shut. She remembers also with the accuracy, which makes a fault intolerable to her, how the mouth is open. Single poof appeared below the upper lip. She looked the face receding into the darkness of the bush. Showed the house was green. The door was shut before she collapsed. Mr. and Mrs. Archtrufer had been for a week or more recruiting at Brighton for they received a circular from Essex Archaeological Society in Quarry, wherever they possessed certain historical portraits which desired. Include the forthcoming week in the forthcoming week of Essex portraits published under the Society's Asperities. With an accompanying letter, the secretary, which contained the following patches, simply anxious to know whether it possessed the original engraving which I enclosed a photograph. I represent Sir Lord Chief Justice under Charles II, who, without his known, retired of disgrace of Westfield, supposed to have died there remorse. It may Interest you to hear that curious entry has recently been found in registers. Not at West, not of Westfield, but of Pryor's routing, roofing, to the effect that the parish was so much troubled after his death, the rector of Westfield summoned the parsons all the routings to come and lay him, which they did. The church en- entries ended en- en- by saying, Take is in the field adjoining the churchyard of Westfield, on the west side. Perhaps you can let us know if your tradition is affected current in your parish. The instance which will close photograph. We called where the product of a sheer shock of Mrs. The incidents which will close photograph. We called where productive of a severe shock of Mrs. Ashtrofer decided that she must spend the winter abroad. Mr. Ashtrofer. Went down to Westfield and make necessary arrangements, but not unnaturally told his story. Rector, an old gentleman, who showed little of surprise. Really, I managed to really I had managed to piece out for myself very much that must have happened partly 
I hope people talk them partly from what I saw on your grounds. Of course, we have suffered to some extent also. Yes, it was bad at first. Ours, as you say, men taking talking sometimes. One night, it was in the garden, and at other times, about several cottages. But lately, there's no been little, very little. I think it will die out. Nothing in our registers except that the entry burial. When I uh, what I am looked for a long time, took me family motto. The last time I looked at it, I noticed it was added in a later hand, initials of A1, the rectors, quite late in the 17th century. A. C. Augusta Crompton. Here it is, you see. Quota non movera, I suppose. Well, it's rather hard to say exactly what I do suppose. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O this is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.